welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2024. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast, Ronaldo Sharks preseason preview for 2024. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and I'm joined by Nick Lord, Stats Guru, and Fantasy Nugget. How you going, Nick? What it do, baby? Going good, mate. Going good. That's excellent. Uh, look, mate, we're talking today, Cronulla Sharks. Let's crack into the squad. So, look, we got Will Kennedy at fullback. Suna Katoa and Ronaldo Mulatalo as two great wingers on the wing there. In the centres, we've got Jesse Raymond and I've actually got uh, Talakai at centre. The news has come through that uh, it's unlikely that Kale Iro will get the start there. The CFC for Talakai and Raymond as the starting centres. Nico Hines and Braden Trindle in the halves. And I've got some news, but it's not guaranteed news, that Braden Trindle may play as the seven. Not guaranteed on that one. Uh, Tody Rubolf and Braden Hamunuele at prop. Blake Braley at nine. We got, on the edges, we got Britton Nakora and Teague Woolton. And then we got Dalphin O'Kane returning from, was it suspension or injury that ended his season, Nick, early last year? I mean, I don't know. I, I think don't I think it was injury. And then on the bench, it looks like we got Royce Hunt, Cam McInnes, Tom Hazelton, and look, it could be a whole bunch of people at this point. So uh, basically utility on the bench, probably Kay Dykes at this stage. So how about you talk us through the games and losses? It's a real quick one, Nick. Um, for Fanuki, it was the bicep injury um, on that one. Uh, in terms of games, mate, Billy Burns from the Dragons and Michael Gabriel from the Bulldogs. And yep. From the uh, losses, Wade Graham's retired. Jensen Tamapea is unsigned. Matt Moylan's off to the Lee Leopards. Didn't know they existed. Okay. And Connor Tracy is off to the Bulldogs. So, mate. Only uh, starter there is Matt Moylan, and um, that's pretty much it. It's pretty pretty settled, uh, one to seventeen, pretty much, because Graham didn't really do much last year, right? And Tracy was more of a fill-in. That's true. I think Wade Graham was just doing his last season around to kind of give some experience to the boys. That was about it. Um, but obviously, ended up playing once Teague Wilton went down for the year. So look, no currently known injuries. Uh, K Ducks is back to full speed after his ACL early last year, so everyone is up and firing. So how about you talk us through the strength of schedule, Nick? It looks like they've got a pretty easy run. Mate, it's pretty juicy. Third easiest overall schedule. Uh, rounds 1 to 12, it's the eighth easiest, so middling. Origin period, it's the second easiest, which is extremely juicy. And the run home, mate, rounds 21 to 27, it's the fourth easiest. From a buyer's point of view, they have their buy round 5, their round 16 major buy, and the round 20 minor buy round to finish their buys for the season. For teams, they have twice of the Bulldogs, the Cowboys, Dragons, the Rabbitohs, the Raiders, the Tigers, the Titans, and the Warriors. So a few softies in there, I think. Pretty juicy, mate, with the Dogs, Dragons, Raiders, Tigers, and Titans twice. Um, yeah, I'm in not- fact, I'm seeing in here there's, there's no Broncos, there's no Panthers twice, there's no – certainly the Rabbitohs no twice. Yeah, yeah, no roosters, no storm, you know. Yeah, Brabados and Cowboys twice, that's it. Jeez. Warriors, yeah. It's oh, it's pretty true. pretty sweet. Pretty sweet overall. And um, you know, uh rounds one to four is uh the Warriors away, but then they get the Bulldogs, Tigers, and Raiders heading into the round five by. So a nice start to the year. A little nasty rounds ten to thirteen with the storm away, roosters away for magic round. They then host the Panthers and then the Eels round thirteen. And They'll be largely unaffected by origin, potentially. Unless um, maybe 
Might, there's a prop or something, maybe Polo or Regan. Polo, Campbell Gillard, and uh, maybe Mitch Moses. Yeah, probably not, though. Uh, not too bad the rest of the way with the Bulldogs, round 17, and the Titans, round 18, and the Tigers, round 19. So prior to their final round 20, bye. The last five, though, mate, it's a bit so-so with the Titans, the Knights, the Dragons, the Warriors, and then they finish with the Sea Eagles away around 27. So overall, really good draw. Non-origin guns being available around 13 and 19, which is a real factor when you're looking at Heinz over Cleary for round one. I like it. So, or if you're looking for Heinz in Cleary round one. And Cleary, yep. Yep, yep. Yep, which I, I feel a lot better about. Um, anyway, let's let's not ruin it too fast, but let's talk about the booms and busts. So I'll, I'll run through my side real quick because they're real fast. Carol Iroh, so 230k, 16 break even. So he led the New South Wales Cup for post-contact metres in 2022 with 1,599 metres over 22 games. Seriously? And came what fourth in 2023 for post-contact metres, tackle breaks and offloads. So in all three stats, he came fourth. So it's a pure, as a center, as a center, as so he's a pure fantasy gold mine. And while this NRL is a step up, it's a good starting point. So if he starts, and I've got the word that he's very unlikely to, unfortunately, it's, it's a good word, but then it's you know, if he does start, get him in your side, put him in emergencies if you don't want to start him. But he's that sort of guy, so zero cash. Rate. He's 23, so he's not like a rookie, no. He's, he's had a couple of good years. I think it's one of those ones where he will get a run at some point this season, especially if Talakai stuffs up defensively. Mm-hmm. So I think part of Talakai's issue last year was obviously you're trying to defend Manny Moylan, which is a little bit tough. So you've got to make a lot of decisions a lot of the time because you can't leave Manny one-on-one. But that means it's that you do leave yourself turning your shoulders a lot inside, which means guys get on your outside really easily. Um, so we'll see on Iro. Next guy is Kade Dykes. 250k, 18 break even. So he's off an ACL year. Seems unlike there's still a spot first up, but is worth looking at as a tier one talent at the Sharks. So Chuck Astar and Dykes, I reckon he will take Will Kennedy's spot at some point over the next year or two. Oh, 100%. That needs to happen. Kennedy's just starting to regress now in in terms of his performances. He's peaked a couple of years ago when he really needs to be replaced, I think, right? Well, look, I think it's just one of those ones where if you look at the holes within their system, unfortunately, Kennedy has some assets. It's just not necessarily the full package, which is going to win them finals games. So, yep. And if you're looking there and you've got an absolute young gun tearing up there. So I reckon coming back off the ACL, the word is, is that he will start the season probably in reserve grade unless something major happens. Get a few games under his belt and then start to come in as that like that utility role, sort of uh, Connor Tracy role, and then progress mm-hmm. from there. Get, get some game time under his belt without ru- trying to ruin him. Yep. Excellent. Uh, look, other guys, I'm going to really quickly talk through. So Britton Cora unfortunately, has no value. Uh, he's just fully at value. There's no reason to see him going up in value this year. Uh, Teague Wilton, uh, exactly the same for him. So it was a great pickup for Nick last year, but unfortunately the ACL happened after he gained all his value. So he's just at full rate there, 642K. So don't get either of the starting edges. Um, Cam McInnes, unfortunately, is well overpriced. Make sure to drop him in your, like if you're auto-drafting, um, I would just really make sure that uh, you push him way down the factor because he picked up a lot of value uh, with uh, Fanukin injured and averaged really, really well, including a massive 85 against the Panthers where he got 81 tackles. Oh, and I think, how many missed tackles did he have? Three missed tackles in 81. Insane. That's it. So absolutely enormous at the tackling record, but he's just absolutely shot his value out the window, unfortunately, with that, because he's just not starting. 
And obviously, Dalfa Nurkane has not been fantasy relevant, I think, for his entire time. He just um, looks like Mr. Muscle. So apart from that, Nick, you've got to talk to us about the, really the only relevant player at the Sharks. Mate, Nico Hines is a million bucks with a 73 break-even, and he averaged 73.9 last year. So after his round four start, Coming off his calf injury, he tore it up basically all year long. He had the second best advanced stats-wise year per rugby league eye test in 2023, just a hair behind Sean Johnson. Uh, Reese Walsh was third and Cleary was fourth in 2023. So his chat is going to go slightly backwards, mate, as he averaged 80 without Trindle um, and 70.2. Uh, let me check that. Is it? Wait, wait, wait. Just 2023. Um is that overall or is that just 23? I'm just looking at 23. I think okay. it's 70.2. You're probably correct there then. Yeah, with Trindle in 2023. So if you actually look at the stats though, so don't just take – don't be lazy, guys. Don't don't be lazy. The biggest impact is um, it's not any particular thing. So it's not like, oh, his kick meters are down. It's like a little down on goals. It's a little down on line break assists. It's a little down on meters gain. It's a little down on force dropouts. It's a little down tries, it's a little down lie breaks, a little down tackle bus. Like I've done in the deep dive here, guys. It isn't that his style changes and he isn't still braining it every week. The large impact here is that he had his two worst games in that sample size, right? So okay. it's it, it literally, have a look. So he had a poorer performance against the, so his worst performance of the year was against the Panthers around 22 when they lost 28 nil in Penrith for 34, right? So that, that was his worst game of the year. It just so happened to be that Trindle was playing. Yeah, right? that's that's fair. I'll, I'll accept that. that. That's coincidence. And you, the other one was magic. You get by the Panthers. That just happens, right? Correct. So it's not the Trindle effect. It's the Panthers effect. The other one was a magic round shock in round 10 against the Dolphins where they lost 36-16 where he caught a record of 37. So that's when he recorded only two attacking stats for the whole game when he usually averages 26. So the reality is, is if you take those two dud scores out, he averages 76.8 with Trindle and 80.8 without. So it's a four-point difference, but he's still averaging over his break-even with Trindle when you take out those two dud scores, which weren't a result of Trindle. So, you know, I really wouldn't worry. Um, I really think you can take Heinz round one confidently knowing that he has just the same upside as Cleary, um, just the same floor as Cleary, and it's not really any sort of problem whatsoever. Um, you know, based on Cleary being a lock for Origin, Nico having a much easier schedule than the Panthers, he's basically a must for the Origin period for captaincy purposes, whether you get him round one or not. So I'm thinking he's got to stay around one million based upon his last year analysis, unless you get a dud score early and his moving average just goes down, you know, do this at your own peril. But this line of thinking may have worked luckily for Cleary last year, but has absolutely screwed me over in previous years, you know, waiting on someone to go down in value and it just doesn't happen. So the Sharks team is well coached, very settled, they have veterans everywhere, an awesome forward pack and nice backline with a good spine. I just don't see any reason. I've debunked the Trindle myth. Okay, it's a myth, and I think Nico is absolutely gun for round one, just do, like Cleary is. Do you see the Sharks regressing this year? Not at all, and not at all. I think they're a fan. Look at the one to seventeen. It's a, they have no weaknesses. The only weakness is Will Kennedy. Yeah, they have. I was just said they have one weakness, but we we've identified him already. Yeah, and they, he had that weakness last year. You know what it means? It means more milkshake for Nico. That's all it means. And the number on the back, look, if they actually change the style of play, where they actually try and be like, oh, yeah, let's not run everything through Nico, that's a fundamental change to their system. That's not a result of um, last year 
and the impact of Trindle being there last year versus him not being there. So that's a coaching change in the offseason, which you will, you will have to watch the trials to understand whether there is a dramatic focus away from Nico having his hands on the ball and being so dominant in every aspect of the game. Like, dude kicked for 400 meters, ran for 150, and scores tries and kicks goals, like, and makes tackles. You and know, they have doesn't a soft draw. And they've got a soft draw, exactly. So it's like... Soft draw. I, Oh, look, look, he's, if, he's if, been in most of my – once I started doing the dive on Nico myself, he did start appearing in most of my squads. Yeah, like I know it sort of screws you up elsewhere, but if you just say to yourself, okay, I'll just take Nico and Cleary. I don't need any other captaincy options pretty much for the rest of the year, um, save for round 16, right? You which, got is, which is round 16, all the origin guys are at anyway. You've got 15 weeks to work it out, you know to find another captain and generate some cash for them. But in terms of around, um, you know, 1 to 15, you're absolutely sweet. Okay. So assuming that most people can't afford three most expensive players in the game up front, which is Hines, Cleary, and Payne Haas, just for three players, you've got 2.88 million spent, right? Are you saying that we shouldn't take Payne Haas? I am, yeah. Excellent. Because um, Payne Haas's draw is harder and it's uh, less... He's got. He's a lock for Origin as well. Yep. So I think didn't didn't we work out? Let me just go scroll up to the Broncos. Didn't we work out? He's going to miss a whole bunch of games or something. No, the the Broncos don't. They have a pretty sweet draw. So because they they've already got by thirteen and sixteen. So it's twenty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so really, it's um they got buys thirteen sixteen. Uh, so he would also miss 19 with Origin. Probably yep. get a rest, I'm going to guess, round 20 against the Newcastle Knights or 21 against the Bulldogs, depending on how Haas is backing up. And then it's probably 24. Oh, well, it is 24, that buy. So you're right. You do miss more And I've got, I've got the Broncos having the fourth hardest, you know, yeah. versus the fourth easiest. You so know. Payne Haas, I must say, I'm looking at scores here. He scores 63 against the Panthers round one, right? Like it's not, he doesn't. You can't hold them down. No, that's what I mean. There's no regression against good teams. I'm looking at the teams here. I'm not seeing any poor scores either. You get what I'm saying? Like it's hundred percent. So, but you're you're right. Nico is a great player to have, and he pumped out a great number of good scores last year. I know I ended and enjoyed it. Yeah, I just um, the more I talk about it, the more I have to have him in the squad. You know, I want to take him out so you can try to fit some other fun players in there. But you just, I think you're. I, if you lock in those two, you can't go wrong. The only thing I would say, Nick, and this this is just me, right, is because of the way that the split draw, uh, the split teamless Tuesday works this year, your captain and vice captain will be locked in round one. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that though. So you're you're comfortable with having? I'm just saying, what happens if something happens to Nico in that week and a half from the teamless Tuesday to when he actually plays, and you are unable to sell him? or get him out of your team. Would you not rather put something clear and then put the vice cap to see on a guy like who's playing over in Vegas? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you can do that. That's that's yeah, all I'm saying that, there. Captain Cleary. That doesn't mean Hines. they're not on your re- Yeah, yeah, just don't captain both of them. No, just don't captain Cleary and Hines, uh, like captain, vice captain them, both round one. Captain someone playing in Vegas who you can rely on a reasonable score from, like a guy like Angus Crichton, Brandon Smith, just someone who plays over there. Yeah, so then you know you've got two guys, two best players in fantasy. They, they might have a little bit of value, but they're pretty much well-priced. And then literally everyone else in your team, you just go absolute maximum value. You still have plenty of cash in the bank. That's true. You know? That's true. As long as you don't try and lock in those additional stud players, right? Like this is where- You can't have any more. No. Yeah. You, like you really absolutely need to cut down and take in all those value players. Yep. I like it. But that's or just a-, a good overall strat though. See, like 
you got the best two guys that you know. It's not like Turbo Twenty One or so Ponder back half the last. Are you also fading uh, Jamal Fogarty then at that point? No, you could take Fogarty as well if you want. You probably, if you cut back um, a whole bunch of other places. But yeah, look, I'm not the biggest Fogarty guy this year, to be honest. I know know you're you're pretty high on him and it's a very good argument. I just don't like the halfback on on the worst team of the comp. They will be the wooden spooners this year. They will be. I know the Dragons are pretty bad. But um, I do get your point. It will be a struggle for the Raiders this year. I've been fading on Fogarty just to the number of other Raiders that I might have all these cashies weeks, Chevy Stewart, um, guys like that, Nick Kotrick. I'm like, how many Raiders can I actually afford to have in my squad? Yeah, no, that's fine. I don't have any problem with that because um, they don't have a buy for a while, don't they? Um, obviously, that's your main problem if you've got six guys from the one team. Uh, yeah, it's rounds nine. Okay. Ten, round 10. So you got heaps of time to for them flip to make money. Out. That, that's what yeah. I mean. I just want them to make money. I just don't want them to get pumped at some point by like a Sharks or Parramatta, and yep. all of my scoring players like just go down. They start losing cash, and I've got to sell everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want to have a fire sale, but for example, you could keep Cottridge the whole year and just leave him there, right? As your cover and your that's he doesn't true. have to make cash for you necessarily, but everyone else does though, right? That's so true. if you've got Stewart and Weeks and stuff, you're not looking to hold them all year because they don't hold too much utility value. No, you want to sell them at their peak or at least at their early peak for yep. sure. Um, especially because I'm looking at the first game, or at least I might even hold them through that first round, but they got their second buy round 14. So you'd f- play them round 13 after mm-hmm. the major buy and then sell perfect four trades. Anyway, yep. but look, I guess digressing back to the Sharks. So really, I'm having a look at the Sharks squad here. It's really Heinz or Bust, right? Oh, mate, it is. Like, is there any point talking about Blake Braley? Not really, eh? No, they're just, they've been playing well consistently at a long time. So they're just, everyone's at value. Yeah, the, you know, they're all healthy substantially as well. You know, like um, when they're out, they're out for the season. So it's not like there's heaps of variance necessary. Like it's quite a settled squad really. Um, you know, just not, not much value around one, unfortunately, except for Iro. Man, I'm really keen on him now. I really wanted to get that spot. He looks like a jet. He like, does. I'm just, just watching some stuff. He's 23. He's a unit. He gets his bumpers up and he just bounces off people. He's a unit. Wow. That's it. No, look, I'm I'm definitely interested. I just look the the mail I've got there is not. It's unless something changes between now and then, right? I'm not uncertain mm. about the fact that he won't. He's not the round one first choice. You're not uncertain. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, um, with that in mind, uh, yeah, that's that's a bit of a Bullion's reference, which I like. I love that show. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, don't worry, I got it. Yep. Excellent. Well, look, uh, I guess with that in mind, it's uh, Nico Hines or Bust. And so on that note, it is the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast, Ronala Sharks, preseason preview 2024, signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.